Hey, beautiful friends, welcome to the Savor Podcast. We're so excited for you to join us today as we dive into the goodness of God together. Our hope is for you to be encouraged, challenged, and entertained as you listen to hosts Stacy and Suzanne, along with special guests as they have honest and real conversations about how to savor God's word as they grow in their relationship with Christ. We hope you'll encourage a friend or two to listen with you so you can keep the conversations going. We're all about community here. Welcome to another episode of the Saver Podcast. We're so glad that you have tuned in and are joining us for our second episode of the new year. I have Suzanne with me. Suzanne, how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to be here, Stacey. Yes, I know. And if you are new to our podcast, we are um, going to be releasing hopefully once a week. So just a reminder, that's coming. So they'll be a little bit shorter, but hopefully more consistently. So Suzanne, tell me, how is uh, the new year going for you? We're a few weeks into it. It's good. It's going It's going good. Um, I did not set like a bunch of resolutions or anything like that this year, which... I think is becoming more common practice, right? I think it is. Yeah. yeah. More themes. I'm, I'm seeing people come up with themes and words. Yeah. Did you guys come up with a word for the year for uh, your family? So we did. It was funny because I was thinking on this the other day while I was driving for work and I was like, you know, I used to, we never used to do a word. And the first person that I ever heard of that picked a word for their family each year was actually you. Oh. And I was like, that's she's just amazing like this is this is and I was like I realized that I wasn't as immersed in like a faith community at the time I mean I was part of one but not like you know and um so I thought you had invented that but then after I you know now I see it's something that a lot of people do but well if you ask my husband I still think he thinks he invented it and other people have followed suit (laughs) well that also may be the case I'm not gonna say that's not what happened um but so yeah for the past um few years we've picked a word uh this year our word my husband um chose it and it is serve are you thrilled about that I said the most is unhumble a word we can make it one. Yeah, unhumble thing the other day um, when we were talking about it. So it turns out it probably is meant for me. But the other day I said, I think this word's probably more for him than for me. And I immediately, like, I mean, immediately said that's probably the most unhumble thing I should could ever say. And so that probably means it's for me. So I, now I'm nervous, but before I wasn't. Yes. Well, um, I get that. When our word was generosity one year, I was like, oh, that definitely ain't for me. I'm super generous. <laughs> it was totally for me. Not generosity of my house or generosity of my material things. Generosity of thought was where the Lord challenged me that mm. year. I am not generous in my thoughts towards other people. So I guess I'm really excited about what God's going to teach me this year, because when he teaches me things, they are always good. Sometimes the lessons are um, harder, but uh, so yeah, I'm excited. How about you? What's your word this year? Well, good. Yes, our word is devotion. Mm -hmm. And um, actually, our verse that we're attaching it to is the same verse we're doing for Encounter this year, which is Acts 2.42, I think, Mm -hmm. how they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and prayer and breaking of bread and fellowship. And so as a family, we are looking into what we do and thinking about it. Are we fully devoted followers of Christ? So in the same way that you might be nervous about serve, I'm a little nervous about that because if I'm totally honest, there are times when I have a half-hearted devotion. And I think we yeah. can probably all relate to that. I think that's where I'll be challenged this year because I'm usually the person who will do it, 
but my heart may not be fully devoted in doing it. I'm just going to do it to get it done. But I think this year the Lord's going to challenge me that, oh, your actions have showed devotion. Is your heart lining up with that? Oh, that's that's good. That's good. I'm glad. Maybe I'm be better off with serve. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Because it's pretty practical. Yeah. Uh, one of our friends, one of our mutual friends had serve last year. And on December 31st, I was like, hey, can you serve me by doing this and that? I said, you know, you still got about 12 hours of serve left in you, right? Yeah, I think I tried to convince her to go over to my house and like clean it or something. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. Didn't, it didn't work. But well, that's exciting. I'm excited to see what God teaches you this year through that word that you can share with us maybe at the end of the year. Yeah, same with you. I look forward to it. And if you guys have a word of the year, let us know. You can email us at saver at crosstownchurch.com. You can reach out to us on social media. You probably have our personal email addresses that you can email (laughs) us, or you can just text us because we probably probably have our numbers too. That's what I was going to say. You can probably text us. (laughs) Um, Just don't text us for the next like 15 minutes because we're going to try to keep this podcast short and focused. So anyway, yeah. um, We'd love to hear from you and love to hear maybe if you had a word last year and what the Lord taught you in that. But I think today we are going to spend some time just looking at some practical tips to incorporate a daily quiet time, a devotion time. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's just talk about that. Suzanne, what are some of your practices that you have? What are some practical tips that you have put into place for your quiet time? And how's that going? I mean, and we're totally honest and we're completely authentic and vulnerable here. So yeah, if you follow Saver at t- on TikTok, um, just this week, actually, uh, we did a video uh, in response to a woman who like coaches or mentors other women um, about their quiet time. And it was kind of like a, a smug video where it's like, listen, if your kids are around, just do your quiet time, like no big deal. And I was like, where's, I felt like, I mean, I understood what she was saying, but I felt there was like a lack of grace and compassion in that. So um, sometimes I think for starters, we need to redefine quiet time because sometimes quiet time is not literally quiet. Oh, that's a great point. That's wonderful if it can be. And sure, is that our aim and our goal? Yes. But if it's not quiet, that should not hinder us from having this quiet time. Um, Even like, should we move away from that term? Like, I don't even know what you would call it. But anyway, um, so just kind of redefining what that looks like in your life sometimes can help you actually make it more consistent. And for me personally, I do struggle sometimes with consistency. I mean, it's hard. We all have lives. Um, I don't have little kids anymore that make it hard, but there's other things. You know, we all have things. That, oh, yeah. So I think consistency is always a goal for me, and how do I improve my consistency? Um, I have found for me personally, doing it in the morning, first thing, guarantees that I get it in. Now, some days that's more of a struggle than other days, but that's where I really push with the reading time. Yeah, I kind of agree with that wholeheartedly. For me too, mornings are the better time. I'm more alert in the morning Mm -hmm. after about two o'clock. So it's a little after two right now. So after about two in the afternoon, I really start kind of shutting down. I'm a a slow (laughs) shutdown kind of person. I'm a hardcore midday person. Yeah, yeah. Midday (laughs) works pretty well, but I really... I I do agree with that morning time. You know, when scripture talks about giving our first fruits to God, and so those first few minutes in the morning time, I think 
are crucial and they do help us. But I also think um, trying to establish rhythms and routines throughout the day. So in mm-hmm. those moments of transition. So when I'm brushing my teeth or when I'm in the car driving to work or when I'm driving home from work or when I'm going to lunch, just in those transition moments too, to stop and to um, reflect on the Lord and maybe something that I read that morning. But I definitely agree consistency and being able to do it first thing in the morning. We're not saying if you do it at night that that's a terrible right. plan. But for both of us, I think we have found that it's easier to be consistent. It's still challenging and it's still hard some days, but easier to be consistent if we do it in the morning. Yeah. I think the other thing for me for doing it in the morning, it, it's weird that I am more alert because I'm not a morning person, but once I get up and a lot of times I do think, even though I think we have to fit it into our lives, how we can in that season of life, um, there is something about it kind of still being dark and it's, it is quiet in my room. Usually my son's not awake getting ready for school yet. And my husband's long gone for work. And so it does seem like in those moments, I, I get more out of it, so to speak. Um, but I think you can do that at any part of your day, as long as you're willing to create that space for yeah. it. So again, please don't hear it has to be in the morning. You might have kids that are to get up at 4am and I feel you with that. So <laughs> I don't want to feel you yeah, with that because 4am, right. I don't think anyone should be, but uh, yeah. right. So do it where it works for you and there'll be different times and different seasons. For sure. I remember when my kids were much, much younger, they're both older now, but when they were much younger, they had naps in the afternoon. And so my quiet time at that point in that season in my life, because I was a stay at home mom, Uh, was during nap time. So every afternoon between one and three, I would spend some time, you know, not every day, but some time doing my quiet time. Then you mentioned a little bit about creating space. Do you have any practical tips? Do you have a specific location in your house? Does that help you? Have you found that it's nice if you already have a a location or do you do it kind of in different places? Um, I think it kind of depends on your personality. A little bit with that I think that having a dedicated space is nice because you know how they always say um, I mean this never works for me but you know if you lay out your workout clothes the night before if that's one of your goals and you get up and you see them then you're more likely it's just you're creating a path of least resistance right so if you love that then make your space right where you see it when you get out the bed in the morning for me personally in the morning it's in my bed yeah Yeah. you know and that might not work for other people Um, but I've also moved it around like at Christmas time I want to be by my Christmas tree yes then I move it there Um, one practical tip is I usually keep all my like my Bible and my journal not that every time I get to journal or whatever in a bag and that way I just pick it up and go where I want yes Um, but some people love just a purely dedicated space Yeah, I think that's so true. I do mine actually in my bed most mornings Mm -hmm. as well. Um, And so my Bible actually stays on the floor by my bed (laughs) because my nightstand's covered in junk. So um, I I definitely, for me, that's, but I do move it around too. Um, There's a couch in my bedroom that sometimes if I have an extended morning and I can spend more time with the Lord, I like to go sit on that couch and really just kind of press in. Because if I stay in my bed too long, I probably will fall back asleep. That may have happened yesterday morning. Yeah, for sure. So I think you have to be um, a little bit flexible um, if you want consistency. Yeah, those are all some really good practical uh, ideas and tips in trying to have that consistent quiet time. And I do think You know, one of the things that has helped me is the idea of what is that 
quote unquote quiet time look like? Mm -hmm. And I always have had this preconceived notion that it's going to be this magical thing and that all of a sudden the stars are going to align and I'm going to hear the angels singing hallelujah. I'm sure they probably sound different than that. (laughs) I think it's pretty close. Okay. Yeah. Someone actually told me today that I have a very beautiful voice. I said the Lord. like singing voice or speaking voice? They meant speaking. No, she's sat next to me last night at church. Was she, can she hear? Is she hearing? (laughs) I said, the Lord can perform miracles for sure if you thought my voice was beautiful. And she said she thought it was beautiful. Oh, that's sweet. um, But I've always thought that my quiet time, I've had that preconceived notion. And a lot of times it's a little bit clunkier than that for me. Uh, One practical tip for me to be more consistent is to have a guided Bible study Mm -hmm. or a guided devotion that I'm doing. I don't do well because of my personality, just grabbing the Bible and opening it. So right now I'm actually going through a little devotion on humility and it's broken up into like eight weeks. And so week one has a passage of scripture uh, about humility and then five days of just devotion time about that. So it'll have, it'll break that scripture up over five days and each day you reflect on part of that scripture. And then it has a place like a short little place where you can write a prayer out to the Lord. And that's been real helpful to me. Humility is something that I have always for over a decade been striving for to be full of humility. And so when I found this, it just is easy. It's not super in-depth. It's not a lot of um, look up this verse, look up that verse. I think there's a time and a place for that. Because I, But for me, just to spend time in the presence of the Lord, I need it to be a little bit different than a deep Bible study, per se. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, I think that can be a little bit to, to your personality and, and changes with the seasons. Yeah, in the days. And I think that that's um, such a good idea just to kind of reevaluate what it is that you think it should be, mm-hmm. because chances are you need to be flexible. Yes. In that. And like it, like you said, it might. I think there's also um, my husband and I used to I'll share this with you. I think you'd be fine with that. And if not too bad, because he's not here to ask him. But, <laughs> you know, um, this was many, many years ago. He likes, when he reads, he likes to read a lot at one time. And so I would be reading and he'd be like, you're done already? And I'm like, yeah. I, I'm like, I read this this chapter. And he's like, you only read one chapter? And it's like, you know, it doesn't, you don't have to devour books of the Bible at a time. I mean, just get what you can. Yeah. And the uh, speaking of that, because that highlights the difference in our personalities mm-hmm. and in our styles, and each one of us have been created uniquely and given, you know, gifts and talents and personalities sure. and likes and dislikes. And um, I think it's really interesting. And so I think whatever your default is, so I'm more typically, I'm a deep dive kind of person mm-hmm. into scripture and I want to go study the original Hebrew or Greek and read what the scholars say about it and study the history that was going on at the time. That's my natural bend when mm-hmm. I read the Bible. And because that's my natural bend, I was challenged several years ago to go to the opposite end of the spectrum and to just read the Bible without looking up that Hebrew word. Mm -hmm. Not every time I approach the scriptures, but to challenge myself to be able just to read the word and ask the Holy Spirit to speak to me in that without having to do all that other um, 
additional study. And so I think one of the practical tips I would offer is whatever your natural inclination is, yeah, do that because it's going to be the path of least resistance that you Mm -hmm. talked about. But if you're feeling stagnant or uninterested in reading the Bible, then I want to encourage you flip to the opposite side. So if you're someone who's super structured and highly analytical, put on a worship song, Mm -hmm. pour a cup of coffee or grab a ice water and just sit praising God or going outside and looking at nature. And if that's how you typically encounter God, then I want to challenge you to be on the opposite side and grab a good commentary. There's so many free commentaries online. We'll include some of those in the show notes um, and do it that way. Yeah, I love that because um, it, it forces you to grow in different different ways. And so that's what we're trying to do through this, right? Is to learn and grow and be in the presence of God. Um, But also what I hear you saying in that is that sometimes we need to look at this as not like, I feel like reading the Bible or I'm waiting. It's like working out. You don't do it. Everyone says, and everyone understands that. Like you don't wait till you feel motivated. You just do it. We look at it as like a discipline. And there will, there have been in our times in my life still every day where it's like, I don't really feel like getting up early to do this. And so it becomes more of a discipline. Um, and one of the practical tips that I use and I have used, um, is an app called Alarmy. And Alarmy, huh? Alarmy, yeah. And so it, it, it like makes me get up and take a picture of my coffee pot downstairs before it will turn the alarm off. Now, I will say I have found ways around this, and I'm not going to share with you what they are. If you want to try this app, it'll take you a minute to figure it out. But anyway, there are tools out there to help you with that. But also just talking about your heart posture, this book um, that we are using this year in mentorship for the first time because I really loved it. It's Before You Open Your Bible by Matt Smithhurst. That's what it looks like it says. Um, And it just, it helps you with that heart posture towards desiring God's word. And in my personal experience, the more you stay disciplined to be in the word, that discipline, it does turn into desire. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, And I, and I also think about that discipline will turn into desire and devotion Mm -hmm. in the same way that Doctrine, studying doctrine should lead us to devotion. It I think should. that's what C.S. Lewis said. Doctrine turns into, leads us, something that doctrine basically turns into devotion too. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think so does discipline um, mm-hmm. because our heart will catch up with that. Yeah. And so, you know, I think that's something really important to think about. And then um, any other final thoughts on a practical thing? I think if this is your goal and this is your desire to spend more time in God's word, then accountability is a big thing. Reach out to a friend and say, hey, can do you mind texting me three days a week or five days? Whatever your goal is to say to ask me what I read today or what I learned today, something about accountability. And that can come through small groups that can come through one on one doing a version app with plan with someone. So I think accountability is helpful. I think accountability is key. And I have to admit, I've been on both sides of that. Mm-hmm. And more often than not, I fell down on the side of not holding someone else accountable. Someone else has said, hold me accountable to this. And I just don't because I don't want to step into that uncomfortable situation. I don't want them to feel bad if they didn't do it um, because I know how I feel when I don't do something. And so I just want to challenge you, let go of that. If someone's come to you and asked them, 
and ask you to hold them accountable, they really do want that. And so Mm -hmm. lovingly and willingly step into that space and ask God to give you the courage to be the kind of friend who will hold them accountable. Because if they're asking for it, they really want it. When I ask for it, I really want it. Um, so yeah, I totally agree with that. And I love that you mentioned you version. If you don't have that app, I would highly recommend that you download it and you can, can become friends with people on there. Uh, and then you can do a Bible study. I actually think my son is doing a Bible study with your husband on you version right now. And, and my son, it's not just my, my husband and your son. <laughs> yeah, that would be weird. That sounds a little weird. <laughs> and my son too. <laughs> yes. So our boys who happen to be really good friends are doing that. And I think, that's a great thing and then you can see kind of how they're doing I mean I can't see it because I don't have access right you have to be invited to do it yeah 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 so I think that's another really practical and there's so many great um, topics on YouVersion actually maybe we'll include a couple of the ones that we've done that have been really helpful there's some on there that are "Eh," but there are some that are really really good Mm -hmm. most of them I have found very beneficial and so we'll share a couple of those in the podcast notes as well in the show notes So, um, okay, what about our saver moment? So what is our saver moment to wrap this all up? Um, So to kind of wrap it up too, I think what some some things we've said about establishing and maintaining these rhythms is, um, you know, discipline, accountability. One thing that we didn't say it in this way, but is looking at your time and looking where you can redeem time like so for me in the car I spend a lot of time in my car there's a lot of times I turn off the radio I don't listen to a podcast and I just spend that time in prayer Mm -hmm. Um, I love what Stacy shared on the last podcast where she's having 10 minutes in the morning where she's just trying to sit quietly with God and that is that is a form of prayer Um, and so I think what would be a really great saver moment today is for you just to sit um, you know get a a pad and a paper and kind of write down the areas in your day where you can where you already have space where you already have that margin or look at time that you can redeem like where you spend a lot of time in the car or like Stacy you shared earlier um, with me before we started recording that when you're folding clothes normally you might watch a show on Netflix but if you're really trying to increase your prayer time maybe you spend that you know five or ten minutes that you're folding that laundry praying right and then watch your show because we're not trying to like take fun stuff away that you want to do um but i think the more time we spend in prayer and reading the more it benefits us and so that will become something that we find crucial part of our day but just starting sometimes is hard yeah i agree and and kind of just to finish that up a little bit too is you know the idea of laundry i I don't like laundry Mm -hmm. i love shopping and i love clothes and i hate laundry i mean i just despise it does anybody love it my mom y'all my mom loves so much laundry i love when my mom comes over (laughs) because she will go in my laundry room and fold all of my laundry. I don't mind washing it. I just don't want to fold it or put it away. But um, because I don't enjoy it, I have tied it to praying over if I'm folding Chris's clothes, then I'm praying over Chris as I'm folding his clothes. If I'm doing Joshua's laundry, I'm praying over Joshua as I'm doing it. And so I love to pray for my family. And so tying an activity that I don't like to an activity that I do like has been very beneficial to me for sure. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah, and that's like habit stacking. Like something that you know that you have to do every day. Um, And while you're doing that, 
incorporate either listening to the Bible. You can listen to it just as much as you can read it. Um, or talking with a friend about what you read, something, or praying. I think habit stack and put those things together and just sitting down and kind of really looking at what rhythms you currently have and what rhythms you want to put in place and then creating that space for it. I think those are some great ideas. And so one more time, our savor moment. Y'all, we're trying to make these shorter, but we just love to talk so much. So um, our savor moment is to grab a pen and a piece of paper and write down kind of a plan, right? And that mm-hmm. what you were saying, a plan for how you are going to establish this routine of spending time with the Lord in His Word, reading and praying, and then share that with a friend? Yeah, absolutely. All right. And if you want to attach that to maybe giving your friend your favorite candy bar or drink or whatever, you know, maybe go buy Starbucks, grab them a drink and hand them a drink and say, hey, when you drink this, think about um, holding me accountable. Yeah. Every time you see a Starbucks, call me and ask me what I've read today. That's right. Well, we're so glad that you guys joined us on um, this episode. We hope that it has helped you and um, given you some practical tips in how to incorporate a daily quiet time into your life. All right. Go and savor his goodness. Thank you for being with us today here at Savor. This podcast is a ministry of Crosstown Church. For information about SOAR Women's Ministry or Crosstown Church, please visit CrosstownChurch.com or download the Crosstown app. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please remember to like, subscribe, or leave a review. This helps people find us.